0: From KQED.
2: Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. It is the worst kind of news to report in connection to our state's massive wildfires. In Butte County, authorities say seven more people are confirmed dead from the North Complex fires burning there. That brings the total number of fatalities from the blazes to 10. Other people are reported missing and might not have survived. Here's Captain Derek Bell with the Butte County Sheriff's Department. A team of anthropologists from Chico State University are assisting our detectives with searching areas impacted by the fire for human remains and will continue for the duration of this event. Beyond the loss of life, CAL FIRE reports that statewide, 3 million acres have burned so far in the 2020 California fire season. Put another way, that's equivalent to the total area of the states of Rhode Island and Delaware combined. And six of the top 20 wildfires in recorded California history have occurred this year. The fire disasters have also created an air quality crisis. Here in Los Angeles, we had our worst air pollution levels in a generation yesterday because of smoke generated by area fires. Meanwhile, outside of Fresno, firefighters battling the Creek Fire are making some progress. It's now 6% contained, and the fire has already burned over 175,000 acres. KQED's Central Valley correspondent Alex Hall reports that thousands of people who were evacuated still can't return to their homes.
3: David Zarasua and his wife, Lee, were peering through smoke up at the mountains from a parking lot in the Sierra foothills yesterday, trying to spot their house.
0: By the looks
2: of the trees here, it looks like it's standing. The trees look, they look full.
3: Many of those who were evacuated have no idea if their houses are still standing. Albert Vargas is pastor of Auberry Seventh-day Adventist Church.
0: All I'm trying to tell some of these people that are losing their homes is that, you know, keep keep looking up because things will get better.
3: The majority of the parishioners who attend that church live around here in the foothills. Some, Barga says, have gotten word that their homes were burned.
0: We've been helping people evacuate livestock, you know, move equipment, vehicles, whatever the need is. So we're just trying to help each other out.
3: Crews are still assessing the damage of the blaze. CAL FIRE says at least 360 structures have been destroyed across Fresno and Madera counties, and thousands of others remain threatened. For the California Report, I'm Alex Hall in Fresno.
2: We're used to stories of people leaving California for other states so they can find a better and more affordable quality of life. But in recent years, some have also picked up stakes and moved because they're scared of the threat posed by wildfires. But can safety really be found elsewhere? KQED's Michelle Wiley brings us the story of one couple.
4: When Corinne and Bruce McCourt woke up to the news that there was a fire burning near their home in in Oregon, Corinne said they didn't waste any time. We saw live ash coming down on, on the roof and stuff. We just said,
0: that's it. I, I can't do this. I'm not going to wait till the last minute and leave.
4: That's because the last time the McCourts saw dark red and orange skies with ash sprinkling down, it was November 2018, when the deadly campfire raged through Butte County, destroying their home in Megalia. In fact, part of the reason they moved to Oregon in the first place is because it doesn't usually get the same kinds of wildfires we see in California each year. We knew it rained a lot, and I wanted to come up here because I just figured it would be so safe. But after a weekend that saw hot, dry weather up and down the West Coast, fires began to spring up everywhere—in California, Oregon, and Washington. Bruce McCourt said it felt like they couldn't escape them.
2: Here's what I've been telling people. If you want to decide somewhere safe to live,
0: watch where I move to and don't move there.
4: (laughs) For survivors of natural disasters, big events like wildfires can reopen old wounds. And cause people to relive difficult and frightening experiences. And experts say large wildfires will likely play a bigger part of life on the West Coast from now on because of climate change. Crystal Colden is an assistant professor of fire science at the University of California, Merced. We're going to see fires in these places where we maybe didn't have them, uh, you know, in, in recent history, and we're going to see them more frequently and more
3: explosively.
4: While at the moment, these widespread fires can feel overwhelming and impossible to deal with, Colton says there are things we can do to prepare once the fire subsides, like getting together with your community to make evacuation plans and creating more defensible space around your neighborhood. And knowing that everybody in the community is committed to doing this together is actually a really gratifying feeling and helps enormously when the time comes that you may need to actually
1: use those resources.
4: As for the McCourts, they're currently staying at a hotel in Salem. They said the fire has definitely brought up the stress and anxiety that they felt when the campfire was still burning in 2018. But their previous fire experience has also given them valuable perspective. Corinne says that as she saw other evacuees coming into the hotel this week, she felt compelled to tell them it'll be okay. I just wanted to reach out to them and tell them, you know what? It doesn't look like it, but it really is going to be okay. You know, if you make it with your life, then that's the most important part. And for now, they're planning to stay in Oregon. For the California Report, I'm Michelle Wiley.
2: In other news, this week, California started paying out new and much more modest federal unemployment benefits of $300 a week but nearly 200,000 out-of-work Californians won't get a dime from the program, including many younger people. KPCC's David Wagner explains.
0: To qualify for the new round of federal payments, Californians must be getting at least $100 a week in state benefits. That leaves out many part-time and low-wage workers, as well as freelancers with mixed sources of income, and many younger workers, like 24-year-old Savannah Plash. A recent UCLA grad, Plash lost their job as an office assistant earlier this year and has struggled to find work to keep up with rent and student loan payments.
3: I feel
4: completely left behind. It doesn't make any sense to leave people out because they don't make enough. That's just going to hurt us even more.
0: Researchers with the California Policy Lab say about 10% of workers aged 20 to 24 will be excluded. Meanwhile, even for Californians who do qualify, the payments replace only half of the $600 per week people were getting from the federal government until those funds ran out in late July. For the California Report, I'm David Wagner in Los Angeles.
2: When did the coronavirus arrive in California? It's believed it was sometime early in 2020, but a new UCLA study reports that people started showing up at the university's hospital and healthcare clinics with what's now recognized as COVID-19 symptoms in December of last year. There was a 50% spike in people complaining about coughing fits or experiencing acute respiratory failure, according to UCLA. The discovery was made after millions of electronic health records were re-examined. Staying on the virus, more than half of Los Angeles households have seen their finances take a hit during the coronavirus pandemic, especially Latino and Black families. That's the finding of a new survey by NPR and Harvard University conducted in the nation's four largest cities. KCRW's Daryl Satsman has more on the LA numbers. 37% of white households in Los Angeles report they are experiencing serious financial problems because of COVID-19. For Latinos, the number is 52%, and for black households, it's 71%. The results were similar in New York, Chicago, and Houston. The authors say the pandemic has made pre-existing inequities more visible. More than 6 in 10 Los Angeles households say they have experienced the loss of a job or reduced hours since the start of the health crisis, More than a third report using up all or most of their savings. The Harvard researchers say the findings raise important concerns about households' abilities to weather long-term financial and health effects of the coronavirus outbreak, as many people are having trouble paying for basic costs of living. Again, that's KCRW's Daryl Satsman. The authors of the report also say the results show gaps in the government's response to the pandemic, including the $2.2 trillion CARES Act, which hasn't given enough help to a large number of families suffering during the crisis. California's Public Utilities Commission has a really important job. It regulates the power companies that keep the Golden State's lights on. And the CPUC now has a new acting executive director picked from within the agency, Rachel Peterson. Peterson's appointment comes a week after the ouster of Alice Stebbins as director. Stebbins says she was targeted by the CPUC's governing commissioners after blowing the whistle on hundreds of millions of dollars in fees owed to the commission, but never collected but the CPUC says Stebbins was shown the door after she hired unqualified people in an unethical manner.
0: Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to Economist.com and get your first month free. Hi there, I'm Randa Adifatda from Throughline.
4: If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work
0: today.
2: You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org/podcast. That's donate.kqed.org/podcast. And now a preview of our sister show, The California Report's weekly magazine. This week, they've got a documentary produced in partnership with the radio show World Affairs. It's about an Oakland musician who went from protesting police brutality to becoming a cop himself. Gino Ferreira's group Flipside traveled the world with Snoop Dogg and the Black Eyed Peas. In 2006, NBC made their song, Someday, the theme for their Winter Olympics coverage. Protest is at the core of Ferreira's music. There isn't an American institution that doesn't participate in anti-blackness. Law enforcement is just the most visceral, the most impactful. It kills people. Now. And after his best friend was killed by police... Ferreira took a surprising approach to protest. He decided to become a sheriff's deputy. I felt like I needed to do something other than write a song. I need to see something that I'm doing working, just to see if I could choose to not pull the trigger. He wanted to tackle racism and law enforcement from the inside. You can hear more about his journey on this week's California Report magazine. Download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And that is the California Report for Friday, September 11th, a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Katie McMurrin and Danny Bringer. Our producers are Mary Franklin Harvin, Alice Wolfley, and Holly J. McDeed. Our editor is Angela Corral. Our managing editor is Vinnie Tong. Our executive editor is Ethan Lindsay, and our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Be well and stay safe this weekend.
4: Support for the California Report comes from Water Heaters Only, specializing in the repair and replacement of water heaters since 1968. Licensed and insured, open 24 hours a day, every day. Learn more at waterheatersonly.com. Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy harnesses the power of people and science to create innovative solutions for a healthy environment, just societies, and opportunities for human achievement... And the James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at Irvine.org.
0: Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of The California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California.
1: behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Do you
4: love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book,